Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton. I am Jerry. Joining me today, I have Max and Terry. Terry and Max, the guys, uh, we are the trio that will be bringing you Everton-based conversation today. Um, so, uh, Max, I feel like it's been a little longer since I've spoken to you. You doing okay, man? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I'm up to me neck in my uni, uh, uni work, dissertation, um, things like that, so... Feels like I'm serving a bit of a sentence, to be honest with you. I've got a got cabin fever in, in between the same four walls all the time, typing away. But it's, uh, it's part of the process, isn't it? What you sign up for. So that's why I've been a bit of a recluse lately. I almost feel like there are times where you know university is kind of like training you just in case you have the kind of job where you'll be in the same room for a long time. It's like, just in case, we want to make sure you're ready for that, you know? I know. It's, it's like not not even just the intellectual situations, it's also the social aspects, which sometimes there's none. Yeah. So. Mad, the way I, mad the way education hasn't changed over like the last 150 years, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I will say it's kind of amazing you get to go to a school like you, like you get to go to. That is kind of awesome. Yeah, it is. That's why I chose it, really. It's cool. I you know me me being over here in the states I'd never even heard of a of a football university you know what I mean yeah. uh, here a football university immediately you're like oh LSU because yeah. <laughs> it's a different kind of football yeah. but yeah it's, <laughs> but that is you the fact that you get to sit there and study all things football like all the time it's yeah dead I fascinating mean, it's one to me. of them that I suppose I'll weigh up post grad to whether or not it's paid off, you know what I mean? Because, as I say, like mm. one of the constant things that I'm constantly talking about with my mates is that there's going to be a moment where it feels like it's all clicked and it was all for a reason, so like when I land my first job role or whatever. But, uh, yeah, as you say, that that sort of the unique selling point of it is uh, is huge. And looking back in retrospect now, um, obviously that the Guardiola City team was the first side since Ferguson's Man United to win the Premier League back-to-back, so... For those two years to be the years where I was going to uni is uh, pretty cool. Uh, not so much this year, but the last two were good. <laughs> well, uh, awesome that you were back joining us, Max. Uh, Terry, Terry is will be the the third voice that that, that you'll be hearing on this uh, on the show. Terry, how how are things with you, man? You okay? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Um, really glad I'm not at uni anymore from uh, listening to <laughs> Paul Max's uh, strained like hostage voice because yeah, <laughs> I've been there. It's it's awful. Uh, have you got to the point yet where you're making little deals with yourself if you do an- another f- you know two hundred words, then I get to watch an episode of that to take a break? <laughs> or, yeah, you know, it's the yeah. worst. Reward them themselves <laughs> with cups of coffee and all that. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I did all of that. Like, if you finish tonight, you know, when you're flagging, you tell yourself, if you finish this with, you know, an extra so many words, then you can finish for the night and then you don't have to worry about it till tomorrow and you've still got an hour before you need to go sleep and that hour can be spent doing something else. And it's just months and months of that, but it's... uh, it's worth it in the end. It's I'd just recommend one thing. If you you can, 
try and book a holiday for not long after you finish just to get it out of your system and then you'll come back and go right then what next I'll try I'll try well uh, do me a favor let me know when you're booking that holiday <laughs> so I can live vicariously through you Max oh, <laughs> I'm assuming you'll probably hit up Spain or something and I'll just be looking at your pictures and drooling while my children are going hey take me somewhere you know so yeah, uh, yeah. My my week's been interesting. Uh, I am currently. Let's see here. You know, so I've got my my film production company that I'm working on. Trying, you know, we're trying to finish up a few projects right now, and I've got a coaching gig where you know I'm not only like helping run these uh, clinics during the weekends where we're teaching kids like foot skills and everything, and I get paid for that, which is cool. But also they they offered me a uh, my own team so not only am i bennett's assistant with his junior academy team i've got a a u15 team uh full of 14 year old kids and i just met them like last week and our first match is saturday so it's like and they're good team they're good players but you know i'm having to sit there and not only get them up to date and brushed up on like foot skills and basic like fitness and everything but at the same time i got to be thinking okay dead balls does this team have some of these kids have never played together before and i'm like okay well what are we going to do in a corner i don't want to give up silly goals so we have to actually discuss these things map these things out it's a lot to try to to actually accomplish in just like four training sessions before your first game so i was pretty overwhelmed with all that earlier this week which is one of the reasons why you know i've i've kind of cut down on some of the recording i'm supposed to be like i'm trying to shop for a new car i'm cutting that to the side i'm like no no i can't think new car i can't do that's too much work right now too much stress i gotta focus on these on what's important which is my you know my jobs and my fam and right there that's yeah that's what I've got enough brain power for. All this other stuff, I'm like, push it to the side. I'll have to worry about it later. It's just, you know, it's a lot like what you're doing, Max. It's prioritization and figuring out, like, what deserves my heart right now? What deserves what I have going on in my brain? Yeah. So. Zonal marking for the set piece scenario, Jerry, and you'll be all right. See, I, I'm, too, I'm doing kind of a combination zonal and man. You know what I mean? Because I'm a little hesitant to go straight zonal with these kids and I because I don't think they've ever done that before and I'm worried about giving throwing them something that's just too new with like zero training you know what I mean so yeah I was saying that as a bit, as a bit of a, a, Mar- mm. a Marco Silva-esque joke to be honest with you okay I thought you were kidding but I was like <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure fresh, fresh air doesn't score goals players do mm-hmm yeah, I've got a couple of people like marking certain spots, but the rest are just man marking. Um, so yeah, just kind of doing doing both um, and uh, trying to learn. Yeah, if that makes sense. How does man marking even work? Is it like you mark your opposite number? Like, is it before the game, or do they get given a player each? Or like, do they just say right if you're the centre back, you mark the centre back and that kind of thing, or or do they get told you mark Tom and you mark you know you know Dominic and whatnot. Like, is it decided who each player will mark beforehand, or do they just have their opposite number? Wouldn't that Max? Wouldn't that vary from team to team? You know what I mean. Like, I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Like, I don't know the other teams we're playing. Yeah. You know what I mean. At the small lower levels, so I have no clue. But I mean, you may have more insight about the 
you know, like what Everton does. And, I'd, I'd say it'd be, you know, variant on the, the level of professionalism that you're playing at, really. So, like, if yeah. you've got access to that information of, of you know, squad lists, etc., then I yeah. suppose, you know, you would you'd apply well, that. I would, but, mm-hmm. I would assume that, like, obviously the top-tier teams, like the professionals, will, like, you know, before the game, you know, you mark him, you mark him. You know, like, there'll be specific players who they've got to pick up. But I, I did actually mean, like, specific for, like, Jerry, where you don't know the opposition players and whatnot. So it would I would assume it would just be, like, you just mark your opposite number if you're... The left back, you mark the right, you know, the opposite right back you're against, and so on. I think I think what what we'll probably do is, you know, we'll have one particular one of the zonal positions will be specific to our best header of the ball. You know what I mean? The place where it's more likely the ball is going to go there, um, and then the rest of it will be based on like height. You know what I mean? So our tallest guy gets their tallest guy and just be smart about that kind of thing. Yeah. That just, you know, because they're old enough to be able to look around and make these kind of decisions, I would hope. I'm still going to talk to them about it, but uh, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty sharp kids. But that's a, I, I don't know if it would be a situation where, because when they're sitting there lining up for a corner, they may not remember who exactly is the center back. Yeah. And the thing is, they may have a, a tall striker as well. So it may not be – so I wouldn't really think of it as positionally and more just based on uh, danger. You know what I mean? Who's more dangerous from a set piece? Are you going to so. be brave and leave a man on the touchline? Like to, to, you, mean like, you mean like on the, uh, on the, uh, on the near post? Halfway line, I mean. Like to, yeah, oh, no. yeah, one. Got to do that. Everton went years one. without doing that. I remember under Moyes, we'd never do that. And it was always sort of the grand McGee's. Always, always going to have one right there. So if somebody can sit there and launch. Now, I know that our director of coaching for this area is not a very direct. He doesn't really like to play direct. But I like to catch the opposition, you know, napping often. So every once in a while, I, I, I do want to send it long. But I don't I don't want to just be a long ball merchant, though. I like to mix it up, you, you know. need the fastest player on that touchline. So if you, if you get it, you can just mm-hmm. put it over the top and have a flat a foot race. Mhm. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I feel like I need to be talking to you guys about my team every week. So this needs to be this needs to be a, a, an ongoing thing. Uh, uh, this this particular week, you know, I'm sitting here like struggling with like positions and trying to think it out. And helps just say it out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really does. Just saying like things it. out loud. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, speaking of saying things out loud, we have a we have a podcast to do. Hey, segue, uh, brilliant! Uh, I worked on that one all night. So uh, here's the way it's going to go for podcast listeners out there. That means you. Uh, we're going to start out talking about uh, someone who has I don't know if surprised is the word, but impressed and maybe surprised some folks. Uh, Mason Holgate, uh, guys. Guy's hitting a really good run of form, and we're gonna like say nice stuff about it. Yay! Uh, so then we're gonna have a match preview. Uh, Palace is coming up, so we need to discuss that, and we're gonna finish with a quiz. It's a starting eleven quiz, starting eleven and subs that played. So these two gentlemen will duke it out. Two men enter, one man leave. That kind of thing. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, Mason Holgate sees himself as a starting center back for us right now. He's starting uh, center back every single game, and he's played 
I remember this was a truth bomb dropped on me. I feel like, Max, you may have been the one who dropped it, basically saying he's played like every minute ever. Uh, <laughs> Except for when he's played center, like center mid, uh, which he actually did fill in some this past weekend. Uh, just proving himself to be really reliable. I remember la- previously I had issues with Mason Holgate's concentration. He would play well, 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 and then he'd slip up and do something silly. And we're, we don't see a lot of that this time around, or much of any of it, actually. Uh, and I think some have even been advocating him as a possible starting center mid for us because he's done well and because our center mid depth is not great either. We're just kind of two positions he plays. We happen to be thin mm-hmm. at both because of injuries. So, um, so guys, let's talk a little bit about uh, Holgate. I think at the beginning of the season we were kind of not sure what we had at the moment or we felt like we knew, and he had been on loan at West Brom playing as right back. And people had discussed him as right back depth for this season. So, uh, Max, you seem like you're chomping at the bit. I love Mason so Holgate. you go. What you got? I love Mason Holgate. Huh? I always have. Yeah. I always have loved Mason Holgate. Um, obviously, there's just that, that same career path as John Stones there, uh, coming through the mm-hmm. Barnsley Academy and making the, the early switch over to Everton. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, and it was obviously that the the point of contention where's his best position um, and I think even early on in his career when he just signed for the club and we were getting like glimpses of him at right back it might be a, a a blunt assumption to make but I just don't think he's got the physique to be a right back um, he, you know, mm-hmm. he carried it off astutely in the championship because if you I'm going off David's recent article on Mason Holgate I'll give that a quick read before I come on and you look at him Dave's got his heat map from, from when he played at West Ham mm-hmm. um, West Brom sorry and up and down that touchline which was something I didn't think he'd necessarily be able to do given his physique just given that he's just slim and tall um, but I think as he's proved definitely this season in those central areas he can he can be a real force to be reckoned with um, I know I hit you with that stat in terms of his success of games and uh, <laughs> this season it's over 2,000 minutes at centre-half which I think, and I think it's something that you do need to bring up when you, you know, discussing Mason Holgate is that he's dislodged Michael Keane from his starting position, which, not to sound harsh, but it wouldn't take much because you know Michael Keane and I could, I could, you could even say Yeri Mina up until these recent weeks hasn't been blowing anyone away, uh, as you said, Jerry, rightly so. We have been thin in central midfield, mm-hmm. in central defence, but the, I think the fact that Mason Holgate stepped up. Um, and really asserted himself, particularly in this in the post post silver um, under Ferguson, he was exceptional, and Ancelotti uh, seems to have taken with him, taken to him with just as much um, just as much eagerness to get him involved and get him playing minutes. And I think someone of Ancelotti's calibre to be seeing that in Mason Holgate speaks volumes of what he could, you know, where he could potentially go. Um, I know I've seen it's quite comical. I keep seeing all like the little, um, little like fanboy accounts calling Mason Maldini now, uh, which I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's uh, Paolo Maldini reincarnated. But just that, that you know, that ilk of player, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of a, a player who's not shy to be on the ball. He's always showing he wants to be in control, and um, 
he, he's improving game by game. Um, I think a stat that they've come out in within his in his pieces in terms of defensive duels, he ranks eighth out of all the centre halves in the league. Uh, and you've got the likes of Tomori, Van Dijk, um, mm-hmm. you know your upper echelon of centre halves who, who are there. And I I think just given given Everton's current situation, where let's be honest, I mean I know we've seen an upturn upturn since Ancelotti's come in, but it's still not great. It's you know it's not where we want to be. And we're not exactly seeing the football that we want to see. So for Mason Holgate to be a standout of these uh, last few months, I think it's really promising. Yeah, the consistency, he's consistent. He's bringing, uh, he's bringing not just the snide he used to bring. We all we were used to him bringing, like, uh, you know, being savvy on the ball, not being, you know, not being afraid. Uh, but, but, at this point, I think it's helping him that Ancelotti has liked to, you know, play out of the back a decent amount. He's getting the center backs involved more, and I feel like that's helped Mason Holgate as well as far as concentration, being a part of the game more. Definitely. You know, being a part of the build-up more, you know. Um, but uh, so, Terry, uh, as far as as far as Mason Holgate's concerned, uh concerned, go wherever you want to go with this. I have a few questions, but I have a feeling you'll look at them and go, I have a Terry statement. So where, where, <laughs> where do you want to hit up as far as Mason Holgate's concerned? Because he has proven himself to be solid in center mid, but, uh, when he, but he hasn't played there a lot. Um, I know that's, that's where I think we hear a lot of people th- saying he might even start there this next match. I don't know. We'll talk more about that in the Palace segment. But go wherever, wherever you want to go on this. I just think I need to put my hand up and say I was a Mason Holgate doubter. Like... I, I, me, me position on Holgate for the longest time was he needs to, you know, get a run of games, maybe not even at Everton and see how he does. And obviously he went out to West Brom, but I was a bit disappointed when he went to West Brom that he was playing right back. And I was thinking, you'll never be a right back here. We've got other right backs and I want to see him at centre, centre half. And then as soon as I made like sort of me mind up on him, which was around the, the Lincoln game in the cup this year, I was like, yeah, I've made my mind up. He's not good enough. I just don't think he's gonna make it. And poof, how wrong guy was. He's he's had a massive turnaround since then. And I sort of look at him the same way I think I look at Calvert Lewin. I think this season they've had that season where the both of them have gone from being a young player to being a senior player, like and deserved first teamers. That you know nobody can look at either of them too now and see them as some of the younger players because there's younger there's there's younger players in the squad than them. If you look at, you know, up front, Moise Keane and Dominic Calvert-Lewin is several, you know, a couple of years older than him. So you can't look at Calvert-Lewin and say he's the young striker anymore. And same with Holgate, you, you know, the other players of the club, you look at, you know... Um, Lewis Gibson, now Jared Branthwaite and, and whatnot, you're going, yeah, he's he's been at the club several seasons under several managers. He's now one of the senior players. Is he good enough? And going off recent form, you'd have to say, yeah, he's been he's been fantastic um since the change in manager. He's just had everything you want we needed and you want from a player. He's tenacious, he's up for a battle, he, you know, that the proper Everton player qualities. But I think the biggest thing that's helped him this season is his pace. 
he looks fantastic mm. because everyone at every other centre back is slow. And he's even looked good at centre midfield because all the midfielders are slow. So he goes into centre mm-hmm. midfield as like an emergency role for Man United. And every time he's gone in since, he makes the rest of the midfielders look terrible because he can get around quicker than they can. And and he's you know the the difference confidence makes like he's you know he's take you know making better passes with the ball, better decisions. He's not losing it like he used to with his concentration. That's because confidence is flowing through him and. He wants the ball a lot now. He doesn't want to, you know. I've always thought, even when I was unsure on him, that he's better the more involved he is. And I think I said that when we were talking about him earlier in the season. You know what he's like as a midfielder. The more touches of the ball he gets, the better he is. Against um, um, Watford, the the one of the pressing triggers for Watford was when the two centre backs got the ball and. He, you could just mm-hmm. see that Yerry Mina struggled more with it than Mason Holgate. Mason Holgate would just beat the press every time he'd just come away from them and release the ball with a decent pass. And that's what, um, when he was playing well for us, that's what John Stones used to do. You, know, you couldn't press him, he was too mm-hmm. comfortable in possession. Whereas the centre backs who aren't comfortable try and get rid of it and under pressure and, and you know sometimes make mistakes. So he's, he's in a purple patch now and I'm. I'm Really happy to see that we're going to open new contract talks with him because I thought we were going into this season with two and a half centre backs. I was unsure on Holgate, and he's he's currently in the best form of all the centre backs, and not just that centre back. He's played everywhere, hasn't he? Like obviously centre midfield, centre back. He's played right back and left back for periods of games. He's just one of those players that squads needs. Like the best teams and the best squads have those utility players who who can you know cover. You know when there's an injury and there's no natural fit for the you know the injured player. You know, left back's a good example. He's a right-footed centre half, so left back for most players like that would be really uncomfortable, and he doesn't look it. So uh, yeah, put me hands up. I was a I was a non-believer, and and now I've been converted. Huh. I think what's worth mentioning as well is that that willingness to take responsibility from a. Again, it is a weird one because you want to call him a young player, but just by virtue of being at the club for so many years, you would consider him yeah. as one of the more senior figures in the squad. Uh, you know, similar to Calvert Lewin, similar to Tom Davies. If you'll allow me, I'd just like to brush up on me statistics because I did get one of them wrong. I mentioned Van Dyke. I mentioned Van Dyke in um, the defensive duels. I said he's eight out of his um, eight out of the centre halves in terms of his defensive duels success rate. Uh, ahead of them are Hanley of Norwich, Dawson of Watford, Evans of Leicester, Stones of City, and Tomori of Chelsea. So surprisingly, Van Dijk isn't anywhere to be seen. But that that Watford game, like you were saying, Teddy was absolutely massive. Um, he won seven of his eight defensive duels, six of his eight aerial duels, and made seventeen possession recoveries, which I think is an absolute <laughs> monster of a stat. That's yeah. massive. That's so good. So, oh my gosh. I love it. And I mean, I know we're Everton fans and, you know, we're not meant to support the national team and all that, but I think it warrants an England call up. He deserves I'm with you on that. He deserves it. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he might be unfortunate that we're so close to a tournament that the manager doesn't want to introduce new players at that point. But obviously, I don't, like yourself, don't care if they ever play for England, but I'm happy when they do because they like it. Like, it's a big deal to them. It's part of their, you know, career ambitions, and and he at the minute 
is one of the best English centre-backs. Not not just over a two or three game spell. He's been doing it over a couple of months. He's been absolutely colossal. And he's he's mm-hmm. he's deserved it, and he would fit right. You know, he wouldn't look out of place at international level, which is crazy when you think going into the season we were worried that you know will will he be good enough cover for the players we've got? And he's absolutely left Michael Keane, who started the season as an England centre back, in the dust. Mm. To where Michael Keane is just sort of coming in late to shore us up at the very end of games. You know what I mean? It's just you know just to just to plug in. You know. Come on in, Mike. Help us plug up a little bit. Help us condense mm. the middle, you know. But uh, yeah, Holgate is a player. Like when we first brought him in, I was actually weird, oddly enough, I was actually concerned about his size more than anything. I feel like every time a young kid comes in and we buy a young center back, I'm always worried. Okay, are they going to be are they going to be too thin? Because I feel like we're it's such a it's such a physical league, you know. Uh, I was worried about his size. I was worried about uh, his strength um, and height. Um, I knew he was really poised on the ball, and he was great on the ball, but I didn't know uh, how he was – but he's, he's tenacious mentally, and I actually think that a decent amount of that covers up for some of the you – know, what he lacks in some of his other place, players, uh, other areas. Uh, I, I, don't, I think it's hard to make up for height, but I also think – what is he, six feet? Six foot one? Something like that. Something like that? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's Which is, for center There's back. a lot of good center backs – yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not he's not short for a center back. He's short. I feel like when I look at a picture of him, it seems like he should be short. And then I look it up, and I'm like, ah, he's not that bad, you know. Um, yeah, but he's a player where I've I've always had confidence when he had the ball. It was always when players were cutting past him, breaking behind him. Was he going to actually see them? Yeah, that I, happened too often I, last I, season. I remember, especially. I remember the West Ham game last season at home when they beat us three one. Um, I think that was Marco Silva's first home loss as Everton manager, and I think Yarmolenko gave him a tour at the time, and I think that was a, a catalyst to putting him out on loan to West yeah. Brom. But I think you're right. Like all like all good players, I think he's he's reacted exceptionally well. And uh, let's try this one on for size. I've seen um, his management company put out a little media activity thing that he did with them. And he's just hitting them with questions like, what's your favourite this, what's your favourite that? And he was asked to do it for all Sergio Ramos. So I think that explains, I think that explains the treatment of Firmino in the Davi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I, I feel like we should end with that because that should say enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you guys good? Anything else on Mason Holgate? Yeah. Yeah, I feel... Feel pretty good about him, uh, and I'm really, really excited to continue building on that core of young players that are brutally talented, very confident, and skilled. And uh, excited that he's uh, that he's starting to fill out and, and work out well at Everton. It's awesome. So uh, I guess that's it for our Mason Holgate. Let's say good stuff about him segment. <laughs> So we've got uh, Palace coming up. Uh, they are visiting Goodison, so that's cool. Always love a always love a home game. Uh, their current form right now, they're 14th in the table with 30 points. They're seven nine and nine. Recently, they've uh, they lost to Sheffield one uh, nil. 
They uh, lost to Southampton 2-0. They drew 2-2 with City, and they drew 1-1 with Arsenal. Uh, Possible starters, uh, Guayita, who actually had a little bit of a not the best game recently against Sheffield, but I think he owned up to it and was like, hey, I'll do better. So there's that. Ward, Tompkins, Cahill, Van Enholt. And uh, then it's going to be a. Uh, they've been running a, th- a 4-3-3 lately, so uh, I think you may see uh, Kuyate, Milivojevic, or MacArthur, or you may see uh, uh, James McCarthy in there for one of those. So, yeah. Uh, then you got a uh, Townsend, Jordan Ayew, and uh, Zaha. I think Danger Men. We're looking at your, you know, the front three. Uh, Van Anholt coming down the wings, and uh, maybe Benteke coming in. Because uh, he's pretty good in the air. So, guys, where do we want to start on this? Terry, I think it's your turn to start. What do you, anything, any concerns about Palace, anything at all, where you're thinking, okay, this is where we need to worry, or are you feeling okay? Do we ever feel okay? That's a, that's a serious <laughs> question. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, no. <laughs> results like that, Newcastle, results happen, when can you feel okay yeah right <laughs> being the two whistles i'm never okay um same as every game at the minute really central midfield i think their central midfield yeah. has probably got the beating of ours which is just bad really because one of them one of them's a player we sold to them but when you think of like mobility yep. and work rates and whatnot i think you know james mccarthy you know coyote and and milovojevic Got the beating of um, Schneiderlin, um, Sigurdsson, and probably Tom Davis as well. Yeah, Delft's going to be banned, isn't he? So he can't play, but they probably have the beating yeah. of him too. So up front, it's it's Aha, isn't it? You know, like he's the danger man. He, you know, he's strong. He's fast. He can score. He, you know, he's their best player. The other players, a little bit hit and miss. Townsend and Ayu, but um, the centre midfield is what I really worry about. I think. Our right hand side, their left will be something to watch because it'll be Sadibe versus Van Arnold, and the two of them like to go a bit mad and you know go on long, you know, high presses up the pitch and whatnot. So could be a bit of a battle that one. But yeah, centre midfield, it's it, we've not got a lot of strength in there. We've got players, we've got bodies, but I don't really have a lot of faith in any of them. The ones who aren't injured, anyway. Yeah, I think. Uh... I would have to agree with you on these center mid concerns because uh, Andre Gomes is not back yet. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did like the pronunciation thing, by the way. I should just say Andre Gomes. <laughs> Especially if we play three players, like we struggled with that against Watford. They had three players in the middle, and we were getting overrun in the middle quite a lot. It's one of the sacrifices you make for playing four four two. And obviously, yeah. Watford have you know big physical players in there. And, you know, um, Palace won't be quite as strong as that for that. But I still think we'll struggle because, ironically, Delph, as you know, poor as he's been at times, of the centre midfielders we've got fit, he's still the most most mobile and the most you know able to get around the pitch. So now we're going to have to probably the two the two training cones starting and Tom Davies come off the bench. <laughs> Oh. Max, where do you want to go with this man? Um, I've got a lot of admiration for Crystal Palace. Like out of the London sides, I'd probably say the the one the club that I, I like the most. Almost, I think they've got a 
tremendous fan base. Uh, they always turn up in numbers and they make a a, a lot of noise. Um, yeah, I and, like that. I, I Traditionally, I've 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 never viewed Palace as an, an easy game. Uh, like even when they've come off in the Championship in the past, like they always play a low block and they're hard to beat. Uh, I particularly remember in the thirteen fourteen season, dropping points against them in the in that run up where we were trying to get the Champions League, and uh, I think we yeah. dropped points to, to them away and we got beat by them at home uh, when it was really crucial to beat them, and that was one of the results that ended up cocking up uh, any hopes of Champions League for us. But um, yeah, I, I, again, I think when you're talking about Crystal Palace, you've got to, you know, you've got to put a huge amount of respect on Roy Hodgson's name for for what he's doing. Like every season, it seems he's bat- battling relegation, and they seem pretty. Well, I'm not going to say cut and dry, but they seem to have a, a decent, like, a sound distance between themselves and and relegation at the minute. Fourteenth, aren't they, Jerry? Fourteenth, thirty points. Fourteenth, thirty points, which is only. Three points off us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think we'll be taking this lightly by any means. Um, hard team to beat. Um, what they had that city game away at the Etihad where Cheng Tosin got on the end of a James McCarthy corner, which was <laughs> just bizarre. I didn't know James McCarthy could take corners like that. It was a, a very, very corner. Wish uh, we had known. <laughs> I know, and then they played Arsenal, where Jordan Ayew's come out with one of the goals of the season. If you if you remember that goal, uh, yeah. uh, slight downturn in results since then. But as I say, still 14th, good distance between themselves and the relegation zone. Which, as we were discussing before the show started, um, as an organisation, Palace's objective certainly are to to prevent relegation and to stay in the Premier League for all the financial benefits that that carries. Um, so as I was saying, yeah, I think Rui Hodgson's done a, a really good job, and yeah, bring it on. I think I'm gonna take some respite from all these words and take myself down to Goodison to to go and see it. And as I say, I, I expect to have a lot of the ball, and a lot of probably going to be very frustrating in equal measures. But uh, I feel like I say this most weeks about Everton. We should have enough quality to to outdo them, but it's never that easy. No, no, especially I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I've I've come to feel like our our performance at home. I, I just sort of expect different things. I feel like when we go away, I'm just hoping. Like when we played, when we were at Wadford. I didn't really. I wasn't like overly impressed with our play overall. You know, I walked away from that one, and I was thinking, you know, it's nice to, you know, get a win like that when you know. Did we deserve it? But then again, what do you? What does that mean? Deserve, you know? Uh, but that's the thing. Good teams, when they're beginning to hit a good run of form, they they win games that maybe they probably should not win. Um, I don't know if we're classified as a good team or not right now, but starting to pull points. You know, we've given away some points from winnable locations as well. So putting it's it's been the shoe has been on both yeah, feet. We're second at, is we're what second I'm in the form table, Jerry. Didn't you know? Which is so nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I checked that out, and I was, and I will say, like, I don't know that Palace are doing great in the in the form table right now compared to how we are. Um, but I always feel like when we play at home, I'm just, I, I, I expect us to go at teams. That's what I feel like I'm expecting out of this one. But if they do play that low block, like you're talking about, I'm curious to see how we penetrate. 
How good is our pick? Because we've, we're, you know, if we have a Wobi coming off the side or Bernard, because Ancelotti has those wings tucking in and actually giving us some penetration on the inside rather than just flanks every time flanks. Yeah. So would, I'd be really curious to see if we can penetrate. Yeah, you know? it'd be lovely if we could see some success in that regard rather than frustration. Because how many times have we seen yeah. this season? You know, trying to work it from a wide cutting in and just coming up against the brick wall. Yeah. So. Again, the, the, it's, it's not an easy feat, but you would like to see players such as Bernard 10 on the twinkle toes for this game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's if, he, uh, if he starts. And like let's get into starters, actually. I was going to lead with you, Max. Max, you're about to, he's about to start talking starters, so Max is going to do starters now. And then we'll go to uh, Terry and myself. So what do you got, Max? Go on, I'm going to get the, uh, I haven't penned anything down, so I'm just going to have a quick glance at the uh, the Watford team. I mean, I don't know, I'm on the same wavelength as you, Jerry. I don't think we play particularly well against Watford. I don't think it worked that, the, you know, obviously by going two goals down and having to claw it yeah. back in that in that at the time of the first half, just goes to show I did think we got it a bit wrong. Uh, Pickford, Sidibe, Mina, Holgate, Dean. Again, I'm just thinking about the, the central the central midfield dilemma. It's just it's not a pleasant thought process at all because there's flaws in every sort of combination that you pick. Um, uh, there's just there's no defensive cover in Davies and Sigurdsson whatsoever, but I think that's what it's going to no. be. <laughs> um, I would I would like Bernard to start. I know it's probably going to be a Wobi, but he he was substituted in the last game. I'm going to go Bernard and Walcott out wide. Uh, although I don't think Walcott played particularly well. He was one of the main culprits against Watford coming up in that last minute, coming up with that last minute winner. You know, you've done enough to secure your starting place there. And, you know, yeah. the usual lads up front, Richie and DTL. Nice. That midfield, just uh, I know. shaky in it. Yeah. Yeah, we're all kind of, it's funny, you're sitting there writing down your lineup. You're like, la, 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 these are good names. And then you get to the midfield and you're like, damn, somebody has to play. Well, did, you, did you see them? <laughs> <laughs> Bizarrely, which blew me mind when I read it, that Ancelotti said Gomez may be in contention for the Arsenal game. Arsenal, yeah. yeah. So it's like two, three months out from a dislocated fracture of his ankle, and he's back. What a man! It's nuts to what me. A man. I thought Gabamian was going to be back before that. Yeah, he got another surgery. And <laughs> another surgery. Yeah. Poor guy. Mm. Jesus. Uh, so Terry, what do you got, man? Very, very similar names for the most part. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I think it's only one player different. So it'd be Pickford, Sadibe, um, Mina, Holgate, Dean, um, central midfield. Of I think it, I, I think it will be Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson. Oh, um, I, by, I bypass Schneiderlin altogether. There, I'm sorry, but it probably will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. I have the same. Right there, yeah. the way, so yeah. Nadlin, I think it'll be Nadlin and Sigurdsson, the the dream team of that uh, cup. <laughs> you know the 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 men who who bossed that game. Um, I think he'll probably. I'd like to see Bernard start on the left, but I think it will be a Wobi again because he's still getting to see a Wobi, isn't he? And um, Walcott on the right, Richarlison and um, Calvert Lewin up front. So I think that's only two different from Max. Hmm. 
Yeah, um, I, I think all of mine are exactly like yours, Terry. Pickford, Sidibe, uh, Mina, Holgate, Dean, Sigurdsson, Schneiderlin. I've written down Iwobi slash Bernard, but I do think it's going to be Iwobi at the moment. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it is Bernard, though. You know what I mean? If he's sitting there thinking that Iwobi is coming coming off of injury, it would be his first match back. Maybe he wants a little rotation. It would not surprise me because it's not like it's not a situation where uh, Palace are as big and as physical as Watford. Remember, we we were talking last week about the about how we were concerned about Watford because how they were bigger and physical, uh, and we were and that to me is reason enough for Bernard not to start. But if they're not as physical, I could see it. I could see Bernard playing, um, and I wouldn't, and I'd be fine with it. Really, why not? You know, I mean, it, he gives us an additional penetrating option from the left, which Iwobi's good at, good at from that spot, and so is Bernard. So, I writ, written down Iwobi, but the more you say it, Max Bernard, I, I could see. Mm. It. And Walcott, Richarlison, DCL. So, um, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, anything else before we, we lay some predictions on, guys? No. All right. So, uh, Terry, what's your prediction, dude? Um, as good as Palace are away from home, um, we're pretty, you know, barring the odd occasion, pretty solid at home. So I'm going to go with a 2-0 win. be a tough game, but I think we'll win. Okay. Max, what do you got? I'm going to say 1-1. Just to sort of under-promise and hope that they over-deliver, you know what I mean? Um, yep. I've just... After that Watford win, it's, it's just very evident of us not to continue the momentum, I'd say. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see us... As, as you say, Jerry, when it comes to Everton at home, I think right every team that's outside of the top six, we should be blowing out the water, but... It, uh, it hasn't proved to be, so... No. <laughs> Fingers crossed eternal, eh? Yeah. I, I, usually when we do these match preview predictions, when all three of us pick a win, that's when to beware. Mm. You know what I mean? It's almost as though all of us are looking past the team we're playing, so the squad ends up doing the same thing. It's like a group mentality kind of thing. It usually... I'm so glad, Max, that you picked a draw. I have a 2-1 win for Everton. I think, it's, I think it, I, it will be a close game. I, it's hard for me to imagine uh, a clean sheet. It's hard for me to imagine clean sheets these days. It just is. Mm. You know? um, but I can imagine a, a win. I'm hoping that we're riding some good momentum, some positive momentum. But, Max, I'm really glad you picked the draw to not give us a sweep of, of winning uh, predictions. So, yeah. Mm. Good. I'm not superstitious or anything, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. So, two nil, one one, two one. That's those are the predictions. We'll see. Are they right? Sometimes, you know. Uh, so I guess that's it. Nothing else on this match preview, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton Base quiz segment that pits Terry against Max in a cage match of Toffee's Wit and Might. Guys, it's a starting 11 quiz, so that it's a little bit of a misnomer because you also have to name the subs that played. Uh, but 
we, you, basically, what's going to happen uh, for those of you who have been living in a at the bottom of a, bottom of a well? Uh, these guys will be uh, will be naming the starters and subs that played in a match that I will tell them in just a moment. And it's a match from the past. So these guys, because they've been you know following Everton since they were very wee, uh, they'll, they'll probably know all these, and uh, and it'll have to come to some sort of tiebreaker. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what I just assumed. And now I've, I've set you guys up. Yeah, yeah, there you go, guys. I, I made the bed, now you lie in it. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to flip a coin. Terry never gets to call it, so I'm going to ask him to call it. All right. Max, you'll call it next time. That's how this works. Right. It's, it's not the biggest advantage. This isn't uh, Price is Right uh, going first. So, yeah. So, Terry, here's my Martin Sheen plastic coin. Heads or tails? Call it in the air, friend. Tails. It is tails. Do you want first or second? First. I know. So, uh, Terry's going first. Max is going second. Let me make a little grid here that's incredibly scientific. Uh, cue intense quiz music. Oh, wow. So intense. Goodness gracious. It's like watching a Hitchcock film. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. The 25th of September, 2012. The third round of the League Cup at Elland Road. Leeds United 2, Everton 1. I went that game. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Note, never been Leeds since. Never, note to Quizmaster John... You're, you're damaging, bringing up some old wounds. All right? Just saying. So, Terry, I'm not sure if you have this close of a tie to this match as Max, but we'll find out soon enough. You're, you're, you're first. Let's go. If I win this, it's a complete fluke because I have no memory of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about it, and I still can't remember it, but Tim Howard... No. <laughs> League Cup game, reserve keeper. You've got to be kidding me. The very first. Max, what do you have? Uh, Sylvan Distan. That is the easiest win Max has ever had. <laughs> I realized as soon as I said it, it's like, no. It's, 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 just to confirm it to me, oh man, Sylvan Distan captain for that game. I, I, I don't know if he was captain for that game. Okay. That is information I don't have based on the the old screenshots that I was given. I do not know. It's a good question. Okay. So, Max has already won. I don't know if we need to continue <laughs> the intense quiz music. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be intense to me a little bit too much. It's like uh, it's very much like that South Park. Like, uh, oh, thanks for opening your account. You see your money right here, and it's gone. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, uh, let's let's just continue this as though that didn't happen, even though Max is going to get to pick a track because he, he is the winner. Uh, Terry, what do you got, man? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no pressure on this now. You've already lost. Leighton Baines? Leighton Baines. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Max, what do you got? Johnny Heitinger. Yes, Haitinga. You're going straight center backs first, I yeah. know. That's very nice. 
All right, so uh, Terry, third time's a charm. Stephen Pina. Yes, he I subbed go. in in the oh. early second half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Max. Seamus. Seamus, yes, that is that is true. Terry. Aaron Gibson? No. no. Oh, just, no. Let, just let Max name the team. Oh my god. Max, Max, name the team before Terry, you know, implodes over there. Go ahead. Hey, I'm gonna jump around with the formation a bit now because I don't that's know fine. Like, hey, hey, Victor and Anichibi up front. Yes, that's true. That is good. Uh, Yelovich feature too. Uh, Yelovich came in 65th minute. Um, gonna say Oviedo at left back because I don't think Baines Oviedo at left back, yes. Um, Yelovich played, I say Naismith played as well. What was that? I say Naismith played as well if Yelovich played, usually yep. in the same team together. Yeah, um, Osman, he played every game that round that time. Well, I go again. Oh my no. god. Terry. Oh, I don't even support Devon. What the hell? Um, Fellaini. Because I know it. Yes. I had him yes, on the back started. of the shirt this, that season. Um, yeah, I wasn't joking when I said I didn't remember this game. It wasn't like, you know, exaggerating. I really don't. No, I, I thought you were just exaggerating. You know, you were going to get a few. Dang. This is... All right. Max, what do you got? Morales. Yes, he started. Can't think. No. What? What? Form, what uh, positions? Just give me a bit of an. Uh, you got a keeper and. Yamoka. Yamoka. Yep. If it's not how it And is, you've got a a wing. Pina, Naismith. Uh, Name them. Okay. Do what? That guy gay? Yes. Thank God. Of all the players, I got him. Of all the players, Terry. Uh, <laughs> and there's one more name who I, uh, as far as starters, and then the player that came in for this exact same player. Central midfield. I believe that is true. But I did not get to see this player play much. If it's not. Darren Gibson. I remember it was Moises last season. Uh, it's not it's not Phil Neville because Phil Neville on Phil Neville's not playing, is he? Subbed in subbed for in? this player. Yes, subbed in early second half for this player. Is it a youth player? Rodwell. I I believe he was pretty young, but to be honest with you, like I said, I don't have much experience with this player. Okay. Um. Oh, it's it's interesting. There's a clue in in his name. When you said, "Is it a youth player?" This part of his name makes Francisco, it sound like Francisco Junior. Yes, Portuguese. What a guy! Yeah, a guy. yeah. I thought he'd make it. Him, you know. I thought he'd be one of those that come through and be a beast in the first team. But yeah, other oh. subs on the. Oh, what was that? No, I was going to say based on that clue, it would have still been wrong. 
<laughs> I'd have said Dan Gosling because Gosling is a baby. Oh dude. god, that's hilarious. That's great. It would, no. it would have made sense, but still not right. It would have. It'd have been overly clever, like too clever. <laughs> so, other subs that were on the bench: Howard, Duffy, Jagielka, Velios, and uh, the goal scorers for uh, for Leeds were A.D. White in the fourth minute, Rodolf Austin in the seventieth. Distan scored uh, last minute for Distan us. Distan scored yeah. in the eighty-first minute. And that was our only goal. So, uh, Max, yes, sir. Uh, you have you have completed what I would say is a rare blowout. And Terry, uh, I I think the uh, I would say this is a fluke. And I'm sorry. I, I feel like you're the one who needs the hugs today. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so. So, uh, Max, what is the track you want to close out to show the show? Uh, more money, more problems, Biggie Smalls. More money, more problems, Biggie Smalls. Okay, so why? Weird one, really. I was I was having a, a job interview the other day, and very strange with me and another candidate um, in the room obviously like being interviewed and we were given like a, a group task with, um, we were given like a set of questions um, what's your name where you're from um, what did you want to be when you were younger um, you know if you could have one wish come true. if you could be stuck in a lift with anyone who would it be and if you could have one wish come true what would that be and the person who I was having to work with just said that they wanted to be rich and as part of the task we had to read out what their wishes were so I was saying it yeah, I just went up they said you know they wish they could be richer it solves a lot of problems, but more money, more problems. I didn't think anyone would get the reference, but the fellow who was interviewing me went, as the song goes, I was like, yes, yes. he knows. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. That's why that's been on the uh, subconscious lately. Very cool. And I know you're big on the, uh, the, the rap artists from around that East Coast, time. West Coast. Don't, I don't really like Biggie, though, you know. I'm a Tupac fan. Don't like Biggie. I was going to ask you. I thought for some reason you were a Biggie guy for some reason. I don't know why. No, I mean, I've got admiration for his talent. Very talented guy. Um, yeah. Biggie's a bitch. I like Tupac. <laughs> What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. That is that's a nice little uh, nice little quote when they put together the Toffee Blues, uh, you know, collage. You know, uh, Max Colin Biggie Beach. There you go. So, uh, so as we're uh, serenaded by the. Uh, Soothing voice of Biggie Smalls, uh, more money, more problems. It's time to time to end the Toffee Blues podcast. If you've been listening, uh, we really appreciate it. But if you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, these guys," I want to see which ones wear glasses and which ones don't. You should check out our YouTube channel. I realize this is super important information, but uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, you can actually see us speak. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's not just uh, listening to the voices, uh, and you can actually see our our varied backdrops 
Uh, yeah, they're very I, different. Oh. I look like I'm being held hostage, don't I? I look like I should be holding up a newspaper with the date or something. It's, it's just because the lighting, Jerry, the lighting for me, that's just not good enough. It doesn't, doesn't cut it. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's uh, it's also the fact that you're kind of in, like, a an apartment kind of thing where you haven't been able to, like, just plaster everything you want in your background, mm. you know what I mean? So... It's just, it's just the way it works. Mm. I, uh, my background looks like I've got a virtual girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but my background would suggest that I might have. <laughs> uh, I'm not even following that up. It's too good by itself. So, anyway, if you if you want more Terry, check out the uh, Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Check out his Twitter and uh, check out uh, him in real life if you enjoy... Uh, firm embrace if you uh if you want more max he's got his own podcast thing happening uh it's about the business of football uh check it out the carlisle podcast it's uh it's a a max carlisle joint so there's that yeah enjoy it um and uh yeah and you know what guys just check out the toffee blues website in general there's all things everton on there and follow the toffee blues on twitter facebook and instagram i i do just saying all right so uh, that's it. I think we're gonna gonna wrap it up. Uh, Max, good to good to see you, man. Good to chat with you. Glad you're doing well, and uh, good luck soothing uh, your uh, university blues. I think you'll be Thank all right. You. I hope you're so. Too, you're too good smart thought. and too disciplined. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll I know. Yeah. And Terry, I I I think your background is fine. <laughs> I made no assumptions about any kind of, uh, you know, AI playmates you might have. Uh, just saying, uh, mainly because I probably have a lot of friends who have that same type of stuff in their house. So there's that. Uh, I'm talking about the Avengers posters and the figurines, not the virtual girlfriends. Okay, so Terry, much love to you, man. Thanks so much. Take it easy, guys. All right, for these two and myself, much love to all the blues out there. Let's uh let's grab let's grab 3 this weekend. All right. Bye.